When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to episode number 81 of the Scottish History Podcast. My name is Owen Innes and this time we're going to be moving on and continuing on from episode number 80 where we're going to be going into the Durnish and into the Waternish Peninsula on this particular episode of the Isle of Skye. So please join me for episode number 81 of the Scottish History Podcast. So folks, continuing on from last time, one of the biggest cliffhangers that you've ever experienced in podcast land, I would imagine. Um, Yeah, so first of all, I'll just very quickly explain what's kind of been happening uh, in, uh, in, in Owen land. For the last few months, um, first of all, I've been getting my flat ready for selling, um, so that's been encapsulating quite a lot of my time. I also started a new job. I'm now working for the tour company Rabbies here in Edinburgh. Um, so check out the Rabbies tours if you are venturing over to Scotland at some point in the near future. And at the end of this particular month, I'll be going back to my favourite place on Earth, as I'm sure you'll all know by now, is the Isle of Orkney. Um, so, yes, uh, there's been quite an awful lot kind of going on um, during the time off that I've been having. Um, so, again, apologies for the lack of episodes. Um, I think we're really going to be quite ad hoc um, for the foreseeable future until I can really get myself in gear and uh, really get some time to properly sit down and write episodes. So um, let's just crack back on then. So indeed, continuing on from the last episode, we will start with telling the final, the third and final tale of the Dunvegan fairy flag. So this tale is the fairy bridge tale. Now, one of the former chiefs of MacLeod was married to a fairy. However, they were only allowed to be wed for exactly one year and one day. Now, the spot where they parted companies was at the so-called Fairy Bridge, located near Dunvegan Castle, just off the side of the road called the A850. Uh, If you're looking it up on Google Maps, you can just type in Fairy Bridge Sky. And I'll take you straight to it. So the fairy princess gifted the chief the fairy flag as a goodbye gesture and told the chief that if the MacLeods needed any assistance in battle in future, they should wave the flag and the fairies would come and help to ensure a victory. The fairies, however, stated that the flag's magic could only be achieved 
three times. Now, the flag has been produced twice during clan battles, and on both occasions, against all of the odds, the MacLeods were victorious. Further stories include that in 1939, during a fire at Dunvegan Castle, the flag was saved and carried outside. Upon doing so, the flames of the fire died completely and the wind outside completely dropped. As well, it was reported that all of the Clan MacLeod members who fought during the Second World War carried a photograph of the fairy flag with them. Every single Clan MacLeod soldier who did this survived through to the end of World War II. Now, the next place you may choose to visit on the island is the Clagan Coral Beach. Now, this is accessible by a drive around the back of Dunvegan Castle. So, there's a little road that goes around the back of the castle. You head uh, towards the main car park, which would be on your right-hand side. Castle entry on your left-hand side. You just keep driving that road. It's a, I think it's about five miles or so on single-track roads. Uh, at the beach there, there is a small car park, so this is definitely not a stop for uh, small bus tours or even motorhomes or even caravans. Um, it's very, very small and windy road. Uh, the beach is about a one-mile walk away from the car park, so that's another thing to take into consideration. Uh, the beach itself, however, is not made from coral. It is in fact made up of fossilised and then sun-bleached algae. Uh, and then at low tide, you can also visit the small tidal island of Lampe uh, for absolutely stunning sea views. Um, now, I must admit on this bit, I did mess up a little bit because this bit should have been on the Dunvegan Duranish uh, part of the podcast. Um, but yeah, I messed up. So... If you then carry on onto the Waternish Peninsula just now, which is signposted right at the ferry bridge, uh, so you're going to pull off of the main road at the ferry bridge there, so it's always worth a quick little stop. Uh, as you drive along the main road there, you may wish to stop in a variety of different places. Uh, first place is called Hallen, uh, which is just outside and can also be known as Halista, uh, which is a small little settlement. And while you're there, you can either visit uh, Hallen Church, uh, attributed to the man that we've talked about a few times and has mentioned a couple more times in this episode, Thomas Telford, the builder of the Caledonian Canal, um, or even Dunhallen Broch Ruins, uh, which give fantastic views of the sea. Um, as you can maybe gather as well, I'm pretty obsessed with brochs, um, so they're always fantastic to see. The, uh, the the images of this one online, I've not been to it personally, but the images of this one online look uh, absolutely stunning. Um, now, also for more sea views, uh, right at the end of the road, again, you'll just come to a road end uh, along the Waternish. Uh, you can also take the hike to the Waternish Point Lighthouse, uh, Neast Point is more accessible than this one because uh, you will be traipsing for a long time to get there. Um, but if you do decide to do that, you can also take an Unish House and Clearance Village along the way. Uh, so that's part of that hike out to the Waternish Point Lighthouse. Now, another increasingly popular spot uh, in Waternish is Trumpen 
with the ruins of Trumpin Church, which of course has its own little story to tell. Now, in 1578, the Clan MacDonald of Uist travelled the seas to Trumpin Church. They locked the entire congregation of MacLeod members inside and then set it on fire. Now, there was only one sole survivor, a young girl who managed to somehow squeeze out of a window at the church. The young girl then ran the 10 miles to Dunvegan, where she raised the alarm to the MacLeods. The MacLeods then immediately sprung into action. They ran out towards Trumpin, where they found the MacDonalds at their boats in Ardmore Bay, where the MacLeods killed all of the MacDonalds. The MacDonalds' corpses were then dragged to a turf wall, uh, also known as a dyke in Scotland, where they were then buried. Afterwards, this particular battle became known as the Battle of the Spoiling Dyke. It is also said that it is one of the two battles that the MacLeods raised the fairy flag. So this incident was, however, all a try for retribution, in a way, for a massacre of the MacDonalds on the Isle of Egg, uh, which is spelled E-I-G-G, in 1577. The, the MacLeods raided Egg, where the MacDonalds then ran and hid in a cave. The MacLeods set a fire at the entrance of the cave to try and force the MacDonalds out of it. But because some of the wood that they had set alight was quite damp, it just produced a lot of smoke, um, which then, instead of forcing the McDonald's out of the cave, uh, all of the 395 McDonald's inside of that cave, which was actually the population of the entire island at the time, suffocated to death with the smoke. Now, if you do visit Egg, um, now there's one of the topics we don't talk about in Scotland at the moment is the uh, disastrous ferry issues. So um, if you are going to be relying on any ferries, be careful uh, because a lot of them are cancelled uh, at the moment. But if you do visit Egg, which you can get to from Malik, uh, then you can visit this particular cave, which is now called Massacre Cave. Now, Trumpin Church uh, in the township of Trumpin is also the resting place of Rachel Cheesley or Lady Grange. Now she had married a man called James Erskine who'd become Lord Grange. Now he was a successful lawyer and Jacobite sympathiser. Together they did have nine children but Lady Grange had somewhat of, of a bad temper. Now, issues then arose in the marriage and Lady Grange regularly threatened suicide as well as threatened to kill Lord Grange herself as well. Now, she also accused Lord Grange of treason, but she then tried to book a stagecoach to leave Edinburgh for London, at which point Lord Grange and some of his friends arranged for Lady Grange to be kidnapped. Now, during... The initial kidnapping, uh, Lady Grange lost some of her teeth in the process uh, due to the struggle. Now, she was held captive for 13 years, being moved all around the highlands of Scotland and various 
of the other islands. And uh, when she died, it was the 12th of May, 1745. So realistically, just a month after the Battle of Culloden at the age of 66 in the house of a man called Rory McNeil. Uh, Rory McNeil lived at Trumpen, uh, where he then buried her in the churchyard. Now, for unknown reasons, a second funeral was held in Durinish later on that same year, where a crowd gathered to watch the burial of the so-called Lady Grange, uh, which was actually just a coffin filled with turf and stones. Now, this particular story um, is an extremely fascinating story, um, one that definitely deserves further explanation as well. Um, so there is a lot more to this particular story, but obviously trying to um, fit it all into one episode where I'm talking about various other things at the same time. Um, I'm going to come back to this at some point and dedicate an entire episode just to Lady Grange of Trumpen. Now, the last recommendation on this particular episode is to visit the township of Stein, spelled S-T-E-I-N. In 1790, the British Fisheries Society planned for a fishing port to be built at Stein, which was again to be designed by the man Thomas Telford. However, due to a lack of interest, mainly because the area was very much a crofting area, not a fishing area, um, a small port, effectively a pier, uh, was built in the end. Now, the existing pier, as well as much of Waternish in general, is great for stargazing and uh, on occasion to even see the Aurora Borealis or the Northern Lights. Um, in Stein as well, the Scottish folk singer Donovan lived there for a little while during the 1970s, so if you're a fan of Donovan, then that's always a good spot. Uh, and as well, the Stein Inn uh, in Stein is the oldest pub on the Isle of Skye, dating back to the 18th century. Uh, again, there are also rumours that Bonnie Prince Charlie uh, visited Stein Inn, all of that type of thing. Now, it was taken over by a Michelin star chef of maybe a year or so ago. However, the reviews of the Stein Inn vary from incredible to very, very poor. Um, so, in regards to this one, I would recommend that you check TripAdvisor, check up on some reviews uh, before deciding whether to either stay or dine there. Um, it is definitely closed on a Monday and a Tuesday. Um, at the moment due to various staffing issues that the whole of Scotland and very particularly the Isle of Skye seem to have. So check out uh, reviews on TripAdvisor. Um, but again, it seems to be a great place to just stop for a, for a drink, be it a cold beer, a glass of whiskey or a soft drink of your choice. So it's absolutely incredible to think that, uh, that that's now the end of this particular episode, especially after how long uh, I've been away for. Um, again, it's not you, it's me type of thing. <laughs> um, I hate that um, particular phrase. Um, so 
hopefully um, I'm going to start getting a little bit more uh, content out there. Um, as I say, it's just very, 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 very busy with work and in my personal life and things like that just now. So thank you very much for bearing with me. Thanks again to all of those who have emailed in. If you would like to email uh, with any queries or anything like that, please send them through to scotthistorypod, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also check out the website, which is www.scotthistorypod.com. You can find me on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all Scott History Pod. Um, and if you would like to uh, help with the running costs of this podcast, uh, you can join the Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Scott History Pod. Thank you once again, folks, for listening, and I will speak to you again next time. 